Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Ephes for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Welcome back to Epic Tales from the Sewers. I am your host, Justin, and here is my co-host, Mr. Eric Will. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today there, Justin? Doing awesome. Thanks for joining me again. We've got some guests mm-hmm. today, some very special guests, um, not, uh, not strangers to the podcast at all. So um, our good friend from Tales from the Podcast and his other show, 2G1C, Mr. Host with the Most, JB. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome. And here um, as well, uh, returning to the show, previous guest and the um, the CEO, president, uh, emeritus of Cutthroat Comics himself, Mr. Josh Neelis. How you doing, Josh? Oh, not bad. What's up, partners? <laughs> We're doing good, man. <laughs> Ready to talk some turtles and, and just to hear a little bit about what you guys go, got going on, because you've got some fun stuff going on, it seems like, with these Kickstarters. Yeah. Very busy, both of us. <laughs> so let me let me I'm start off sure with Josh you, is my boss now. Is he your boss? Yeah, that's true. That's, true. <laughs> that's awesome. So you're his uh, his sensei, his uh, master splinter, as mm-hmm. we say over here. So so uh, JB, you've got a new comic that's coming out. It's uh, called Tales of Shock and Terror, and uh, the write up on this one says it's a horror comic book done in the vein of EC Comics from the late 1950s, with three short stories drawn by Drew Moreland. Right. Yes, sir. Now, most people who listen to this show will not be unfamiliar with your voice because we always play your uh, tales from the podcast. So it, it's right at the end of the show. So everybody always hears it. And hey, this is JB. And if you like tales from the crypt. <laughs> so so just to get everybody up to speed, JB is huge on tales from the crypt. So anything like that. And I mean, we've, we've talked before about the eerie comics and all of that. So this is. Um, Tell, actually, just tell us a little bit about it. Um, how'd you get started with it? And, you know, where, where's it going? Well, um, 
<laughs> this is an idea that I had a few years ago, and I've been kind of just like waiting for the right group of people to be able to put together a horror anthology comic book. Um, I am a huge EC fan. In fact, I just got three more issues today in the mail. Oh, no uh, kidding. <laughs> yeah, I got some problems, but I. <laughs> we I, all I, know. Yeah, we can relate to that. <laughs> which, uh, for those that are unfamiliar, EC Comics are the ones I brought you basically the entire comic book line that is responsible for the show tales from the crypt which is multiple comic lines to be honest i'm not going to go huge into that do some research look into it you'll fucking love it and you'll be happy i am i allowed to swear well i can't stop you now but that's that's fine (laughs) (laughs) say what you gotta say man it's it's all right (laughs) all right i won't do it again um anyways um yeah this is just uh something i've had in the works for a while i've been wanting to do um Ended up meeting uh, Drew Moreland, who uh, did a lot of her art school and film school through the Douglas Community Center, which is the uh, art school in Philadelphia that Tom Savini teaches at for all you horror fans. No kidding. Yeah. um, All of her artwork is done by hand. Uh, One of the covers is even hand painted. There's uh, time lapse videos on the Kickstarter, which can really actually show some of the talent that she has. And, you know, she, she did an amazing job. And, you know, after coming up with everything and talking to everybody, I was like, you know, I know so many people and. You know, I, I've always really got along with Josh here, and uh, I got a hold of him too. And you know, he was all for me doing this and kind of guided me along the process of doing it, what I needed, what I needed to make sure I had. And um, I mean, obviously, I have over 30 days left, we're over 250% funded at the moment. So, you know, you said Josh is my sensei, um, I'll say he is one hell of a sensei. That's awesome, but, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's awesome. So Josh, are, are you, um, are you then like, uh, editing the book for him as well? Uh, yeah, I did that first. That was, uh, before we even, before, uh, Drew even started drawing it, I, I read each story and kind of put my input on it and, uh, made them just, just a tad bit better. Just, just a hair. Just a hair. Okay. That's good. <laughs> is there, um, is there anything that you read that, um, like shocked you that came out of JB, anything like that? Like something that you're like, oh my God, I wouldn't have expected that. No, 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 it didn't shock you. Okay. (laughs) No. Uh, I mean, anybody that's read any of my stuff there, you're, you're not going to catch me off guard probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it's JB story is cool. I I like all three stories. Um, his has a fun take on, you know, uh, all three stories are something you've heard them before, but they've each got their own little twist on it. And JB specifically has like a modern twist on it, I think. And, And that's what I really liked about it. I was like, that's okay. I like what, you know how like when Scream came out, the first one, the original one, it's got that twist of like, are we in a scary movie? These are the movies. Oh, yeah. So JB's has like sort of a twist on it like that. I, not exactly like that, but but similar in a way. And I was like, that's cool. It's fresh. It takes, you take an idea and you make it fresh. And uh, I, that's what I liked about his story specifically. Is um are, are either of you familiar with any horror comics right now that are coming out of the big two publishers like Marvel or DC? Because I know like when it comes to horror, it's always been like the independents, and, and you know you've got like your Dark Horse and um, probably Image. I think still has some and, and things like that. But is anyone like um, doing good horror comics that you're either aware of? I've heard that uh, Stephen King's boy there has a couple coming out that oh, Joe Hill tell me about. But uh, yeah, I. I, like I said, I, I'm I'm still buying copies of EC Comics, and um, 
Uh, if you ever get the chance, go in eBay, um, look at the price of VC comics, and you'll understand why you can't afford any other comics. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very fair. So, how about you, Josh? Anything that you're you're reading or aware of? Mm, I mean, what is uh, DC has that deceased? I'm not sure exactly what that is, but that's some kind of something, isn't it? And then yeah. of Marvel Marvel does their zombies from time to time. Uh, yeah, I think there's uh, vampires right now. It's like DC versus vampires. Um, what do we have? A couple couple of years ago, we had. Um, actually, I think it just finished last year, but there was one called The Immortal Hulk. If you ever get a chance to check that out, that mm-hmm. was really cool. Okay. So basically, it's like the Hulk, but he gets cut up into little pieces and is still living. And he's kind of like a giant immortal zombie. And he's just like this incredibly vengeful sort of character. It's it's nuts. It's not like anything you've ever read oh, okay. as a Hulk book. Not like anything you've ever read because, you know, yeah. But um, it, anthology is is just so well suited towards horror. I I have been like the biggest proponent for. I think Ninja Turtles needs an anthology book, like just some small vignettes that they put into something. It's like small stories that are bite size. So to to put you guys on the spot as writers here, and and Eric, I'll put you on the spot here too. Um, if you were going to write a short vignette story, right, like one of these um, horror stories, it could be horror or it could be slice of life, whatever you like. What, what kind of direction would you go in for if you're going to write a turtle story? And whoever can pick up and start with this. I would definitely do something where I'm like collaborating with it and everything. Because, I mean, with the Ninja Turtles, it's a pretty big property. So you could basically license anything with it. So, like, if I was especially going to go the horror route, I would do something like... Um, Ninja Turtles meets Ghostbusters and they go on a journey and, you know, end up having to, uh, you know, uh, basically go through one of the uh, Ghostbuster shenanigans and, you know, like from like the real Ghostbusters or something and, you know, kind of save the world from some demonic kind of creature. There's so much that you could do with both of those properties. Absolutely. It, it could go on like indefinitely. Right. That's for sure. I, I just, I think with the turtles, I think that's personally like my best bet with it you know you could always do an original one but i think combining it with something else would always be great kind of like the uh mars attacks versus comics and stuff oh yeah yeah those were fun i remember my dad had the card set i think growing up that was that was fun <laughs> to look at how about you guys any thoughts uh what would you do for like if you had to write a short story um what would it be themed uh just just listening to that and i was thinking the whole time and, and jb knows i'm pretty good with ideas um i'd go casey jones meets the evil dead oh that's cool that's that, really cool that could be fun i think i like that a lot how about how about you eric any any thoughts on what you would do i know it involves yeah. raf i'm sure <laughs> no actually it doesn't actually involve like, oh, okay. me personally um actually i kind of said something uh to ben bishop on one of his comments uh on one of his posts that he had and I was actually thinking about uh, The Walking Dead with the Turtles. Yeah, that'd be fun, right? Like they're left and, and you know, what's left behind afterwards, sort of like a post-apocalyptic. Yeah. That's a great idea. I can tell you my idea, guys, would involve um, action figures. It would be like a toy story with like turtles figures. That's that's oh, kind of how it would be, you know, just for <laughs> for all of this. Like it, it, JB knows because I think I uh, sent you a Donatello, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two of them. Two of them. Yeah. And and a really really snazzy hat. I swear. oh yeah, gotta love that hat. Oh, dude, driving and doing mail these days—it's definitely nice. It's been cold around here. 
So um, with this, I, I noticed that you've got some covers, right? You've got four covers, cover A, the mask, then weathering the storm, and it's pig head is the last one? Pig headed, yes. So yes. With, your, with your stretch goals, are you planning on doing any additional co- covers for these? Well, no. Um, with the stretch goals, we're just basically giving more free stuff. I mean, we're less than $50 away from our next stretch goal, which is going to be some sketch cards. Then after that, we um, are going to be doing some buttons once we hit $1,000. Uh, I'm in talks with somebody about um, helping us do some trading cards if we're able to surpass that. Um, the thing with these extra covers is um, other than, you know, a rare signing event or something like that, we're not going to sit there and do much with uh, covers um, B through D. So the only cover that's going to be available for the general public after the Kickstarter is going to be A, unless it's like a special event. So you know, we're kind of pushing the four cover sales, which is definitely our biggest sales right now. And um, you, you save quite a bit of money that way. And but like I said, that's the only way that you're anybody's going to be able to get these other covers for the most part. Jeez, I was just thinking about uh, my uh, Kickstarter order that I got from Turkey Sharks from uh, Josh's book. I got my four covers in, and, um, you know, I know I know you're you've got a Kickstarter going yourself um, with this. Um, are you going to be releasing all the covers that you've done? Uh, you talking to me? Talking yes. Um, uh, you mean for Turkey Sharks one? Yes. Uh, except for the Kickstarter exclusive, which which you would have got, I think. Oh, right? cool. The Breakfast Club one. Yes, so it is. Was, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was limited limited to the first Kickstarter that we did for Turkey Sharks one. Uh, Turkey Sharks two, uh, which starts on March fourth, so this Friday, uh, we got four more covers. Uh, a cover, which is actually probably one of my favorite covers of any of my comics of all time. It's like super soft. It's awesome. Um, and then of course we have another Kickstarter exclusive, um, which is really cool too. And then uh, we got two cover, two more covers, uh, one by Tyler Haddix. Um, and then another one by Sean Forney and Rodney Fike, which if you are a eighties to nineties kid, you will want this cover. That's all I'm going to say right now. You'll have to go check out the Kickstarter and see, and, and as soon as you see it, you'll be like, I need that. In, in the spirit of that, that sounds rad. Yeah. Let's just so. say if you, if, you like, if you like Jim Lee, you're going to want this cover. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, I was a big fan of the other ones that you had. Um, it's a really hot chick on one of them. So, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's probably that's probably the exclusive that I got, the Kickstarter. But. No, that was the, uh, that was the Chris Mad cover. Yeah, that was really and cool. The, I like those that. Those are still available, but the price is higher actually now on the website. So I do them for eight bucks on the Kickstarter. After that, they go up to 10. So you save a couple bucks by pledging on the Kickstarter. The coolest thing about Josh's website is that you had like, I think you were selling like a jump drive that had like for 40 bucks, you can get literally everything you ever wrote. And I'm like, that's, that's fantastic. Like Mm -hmm. the amount of content that you can just consume from something like that is just unreal. Yeah. I think it's 50 now for everything, for every book and every comic I've ever written. It's 50, 50 bucks now because I've written several others since then. Um, and actually, the con I did yesterday, I sold. I, I don't sell many of them, oddly. Uh, but a guy bought all the comics, and it's 30 bucks. You get every comic. Oh, wow. And, you know, a little little flash drive. So, yeah, uh, and um, your novels are on there, too, aren't they? Yeah. So I have three different things. I have all the books, all the comics, or all everything. So, yeah, if you want the books or comics, it's 30. And then for everything, it's 50. An extra 20 bucks gets you, like, you know, depending, depending on what you want. I mean, it's, I've written like 10 books and what, 11 or 12 comics now. So, I mean, that's a lot for yeah, it is. 50 bucks. 
selling my soul here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got crazy. most of that soul. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did, did you? Yeah, you're collecting yeah. it, so you you send it back in shards. Andy signs it, so I mean, mm-hmm. you can't beat that. I send nice. him nudes and stuff. <laughs> like he doesn't sign those though, so it's not fair. Have you um have you had any of your stuff graded? Like, have you sent it out um to be like CGC graded or see it? Was it uh, Eric CSBC or something? CBS? Yeah, the CBCS. Yep. Um, yeah. a buddy of mine works for CBCS, and I see him all the time at these cons. So, um, yeah, most uh, most of my stuff. I mean, the newer stuff hasn't been graded yet because I mean it takes a while. Like, I sent something in last year in uh, whatever month seven is. Uh, July, June, yep, June or July, 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 and uh, it's still not back yet. And I got, I've got several books that that I created that are in that package. Amongst, uh, I think like a first Rogue, a first Punisher in the War Machine, uh, for Scarlet Spider. Like I got a bunch of books, like a big stack of them coming at some point. But were you talking yeah. about like a Avengers Annual Number Ten Rogue mm-hmm. Source Experience? Okay. Yep. And then, Sorry, I just had to be a nerd there for a second. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Uh, first Wonder Twins is in that one too for my kid. I'm pretty excited about that, and they just announced like a movie or something for that. So, I but, saw. Didn't you just pick up some some uh, Walt Simonson Thor books too, like the Battery Bills? Uh, yep, they're right on my wall right there. Oh, yep. Man, that's cool stuff. You know what? What what did I pay for that? I got an 8.0 first Battery Bill and a 7.5 second Battery Bill, and I think I paid like two fifteen or two twenty five after shipping and taxes. Not bad. Not yeah, bad at all. No, for that's a, that's a good deal. I didn't yeah, even want the second one. It just kind of came with it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So that's man, that's so cool. I mean, that's that's the goal. Like uh, one of my five year plans is to you know try to get a turtles book published. You know, like a story or anything else like that. So I'm working on a really cool one. So hopefully that'll be something that I could eventually do. But um, and I'd like I, I love it. You guys are living the dream here. You know, well. And actually, we got a small uh, connection with the Turtles now. Uh, like, I, like I mentioned, that Sean Forney was doing a cover for Turkey Sharks 2. Um, he has worked on Turtles. Uh, I forget which one, but he has. <laughs> oh, that's he, did, cool. uh, he did a cover. I, I can't remember which one it was, though. That's usually Eric's department. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Usually he'll be like, which one is it? Is it the A? Is it the B? Is it graded? And then he'd tell you how to get it. <laughs> it was an IDW. I know that much. Oh, cool. Okay. I can't, I can't remember, though. Yeah, we'll have to look him up because uh, I sh- I should know the name, but um, I've I've seen his I've seen his name around. I've 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 heard, I've I've seen the cover. I think I've seen the cover before, but I I, I can't I can't put it put it yeah. to it. You know what I'm saying right now? Because yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I've been lost a lot of the Ronin covers. I mean, you got ninety different main variants of that one. It's kind of hard to keep up. Oh, it's insane, and I mean that's. <laughs> That's that's the thing that we're talking about most of the time right now with this last uh, last Ronin, which is coming out on April twentieth now. So it's uh, coming out on the sixth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. And I mean, with with this, like the amount of variants that they have. That's why I was asking you about the covers that you have there, JB, because uh, they're, they're going to have what ninety. I mean, I I pre ordered no shy of sixteen of these so far. So it's 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 uh, it's a bit of an obsession. <laughs> well, we made it really easy. There's only four, so I mean, if yeah. you want to collect them all, go on there, check out the Kickstarter. I will greatly appreciate it, and uh, I will forward you Josh's nudes. 
Oh, okay. All right. That's good. That's going to be one of the stretch goals. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, been, that's funny, man. He's already going to help sign some of them and give away digital copies <laughs> of Turkey Shark. So let's just include one more thing from him. So uh, what looks like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Universe 1, I think. Oh, no kidding. Okay, Universe cool. One. So he must have done the B cover then. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, because the A cover was um, a friend of the show, uh, Freddie Williams II. So he did the uh, the first covers of those like all the way through, I want to say like issue 12 or something. So that's that's great. It's actually a pretty awesome cover. I might actually buy this and then get him to sign it. <laughs> Why not, man? Yeah. If you got that connection, absolutely. Yeah, we, yeah, he and I are, I mean, we're not like super good friends, but we're friends. We've known each other for a couple of years. He doesn't live that far. He lives in uh, Columbus. Ohio. That's good. So you work a lot I of might have to pick that one up too. Then I mean, <laughs> that's a hop, jump, and a skip for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned um, that you're going to some cons here, uh, Eric, um, and uh, mm-hmm. Josh works a lot of cons. I know he just got done with one. You guys plan on uh, going to any cons uh, together for Cutthroat and and for um, uh, Tales of Shock and Terror? Um, Talk about me, yeah. me and JB. Yeah, together. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. We've we've talked about it a little bit. Go ahead, go ahead, JB. Uh, yeah yeah um well we got one that's like really close to me that we're definitely going to do um i'm in talks with a signing which i'm definitely uh i'm pretty sure i mentioned it to josh already and uh, i want to see if i can get both of us doing that as well um basically anything that's going to be within like 20 30 mile radius of where i am which i mean josh basically hits up way more than i could actually get to i'll be honest with him about that but any of them that are within travel and distance for me, I mean, I, I'm going to be there a hundred percent. I'm all about promoting this book and getting it out there and doing what I can to, uh, you know, basically do my part and not only help sell my book, but you know, I'm, I'm also selling the cutthroat comics name on there. So trying to, you know, be a businessman, get my shit going. I did it again. You're fine. It's all right. <laughs> Jiminy crickets. Now, Eric, I know you had a question about one of the covers that uh, you were yeah, going to ask, Jamie. Absolutely. I, I'm actually sitting here, you know, staring at it, to be honest with you. Um, so the the weather, the storm. Yes. And then he paused. Okay. But I think I like that cover the best. And you know oh, what? That's cool. It looks like a Last Ronin cover is why. When she drew it, I was like, that looks uh, like the one Last Ronin cover. So. You paused there, so, Eric. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, no, the the weather, the storm cover. Yeah. It it, it remind. It looks like it's a homage to uh, the issue four main cover for the Ronin. <laughs> that's yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. um well, um. W- with these extra covers, so what we decided to do is, like I said, there, there's three short stories in this comic book. So mm-hmm. our cover A kind of has a uh, a little bit from every co- um story, kind of like hidden throughout it but then each other cover is basically based off of one of the stories inside of there um the weather the storm cover is uh you know i I can't really say her inspiration if she's actually seen that comic to be honest with you i know um as far as hers and i's conversations the only comics that she basically reads are like some older dc and a lot of the flash i don't know if she's too big into the turtles if she ever even saw that but um, that one is actually based off a story from our friend uh, Ron uh, Purdy, 
which I purposely say his name wrong to get his attention. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so purdy. Um, um, but I mean, uh, it, it's an interesting story. It gives a good idea of what the story is about, though, in, in a vague way. You know, you can tell that there's some kind of creature. You can tell it happens at winter, um, obviously, with the bloody tracks going through it. But well, yeah, it, all, it, all it, the stories cool. take place in winter, remember? Yeah, yeah, that was actually. So it's relatable. <laughs> Well, it's it cold was, as hell. It, it wasn't planned. <laughs> oh, cool. No, yeah. Well, it was, uh, yeah, one of them was not. And remember, we had that one meeting. I was like, can it? And you guys were like, yeah, sure. I'm like, perfect. Do right? a theme. Yeah, it just it was one of those things where like two of them were. And then it's like the one like it, the one wasn't really chosen of when it would took place, really. We just had to, you know, kind of push that it was. But yeah, interesting thing. Do you get any sort of like uh, Stephen Stephen King uh, vibes going on when you like um, when you look back at this kind of stuff, like um, Storm of the Century or anything along those lines? Um, Maybe Misery. I don't know. Like, exactly what I was thinking of with the uh, the, the the tracks. Well, the, I mean, the weather like, the storm cover. The the weather the storm one is um, like. Just to be kind of, you know, I don't want to be too spoilery about it, but it's a it's a pretty simple story. I wouldn't say there's really any kind of Stephen King vibe about that one for sure. Um, it's and a that's simple fair. story yeah. that is like it, it's it's done well. Um, not a lot of dialogue, but it's really effective. Um, and this is me kind of putting it vaguely. Um, uh, um, Pig headed is like uh, basically kind of like a. Uh, an ode to like a slasher style comic. I thought saw a little bit myself yeah. when I read it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I don't really know how you would say mine. Mine's like, you know, you, you kind of described it a little bit already. Uh, there, there's definitely a little bit more oh, gore in mine. Uh, you know, I could say that much. That's about all I like. Uh, I don't really know what I could really describe it as uh it's a it's i thought it was a fun story but the artist said it kind of messed her up a little bit (laughs) (laughs) yeah she yes yeah she she said that um her exact words were i can tell you were in a really dark place when you wrote this oh my goodness (laughs) Um, so there's a a, yeah there's a murder scene in that that you would not really expect to say the least so yeah, it's um, it's a story. Well, that's cool. <laughs> that's I mean that that's enough to get me up and interested in it. And you know, I've 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 been following the stuff that Josh is doing. So I I, I could say that I'm going to be interested in this too. I got to get on that Kickstarter. Sounds like you've got uh at least uh, thirty days left, and Josh will be starting his this uh this Friday. It sounds like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully they end pretty close to the same time and get all this printing done i mean i'm sure josh is ready to get boxes and boxes of books at his house. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't have a con in april and i was thinking about booking one but at the same time i was like i'm gonna be doing a lot of kickstarter stuff so I, maybe i'll take that one off and focus on that and I, I worked out all my stretch goals today and got that graphic ready to go and so it's it's coming around i'm waiting on one more cover which should be here tonight and then i gotta throw some logos on it and all she wrote nice nice that's good it sounds efficient i mean you make you make it sound simple almost you know 
I'm not, sure it's not. You know, <laughs> you, know, maybe, you know, that's that's the fun thing for me is, you know, a lot of my friends and, and stuff, they don't quite get it. They don't quite understand how much work it really takes. And, and having someone like JB, who I talk to all the time now, you know, ha- having him uh, go through this process and get a peek at it, like having somebody get it is, is nice. Yeah. And I appreciate the insight, dude. And, you know, I, I can say like, like I said, like the knowledge and stuff I've learned from him is clearly effective. And you can tell by just looking at the Kickstarter, you know, we got over 30 days left and we're overfunded, you know, like everything now is just making it better, making us be able to do more for the, you know, the people buying it and, mm-hmm. you know, being able to print off more copies so that, you know, hopefully we get it at a cheaper rate. Cause usually when you buy more, you save more and uh, have a stockpile. So when I go to these conventions with Josh, I don't have to be like, Josh, man, do you have any extra covers and copies of mine so I can sell them? And, you know, I, I, I want to think the, the original turtles run was 3000 copies and they self published. You know, mm-hmm. if you, you have one of those things yeah. now, I mean, you could buy a house. So, uh, right. <laughs> um, my buddy Greg has, uh, I sent you a picture. Your of buddy Greg has everything, dude. Yeah, he is yeah. something else. Yeah. Yeah. His, his collection is insane. That, that is for sure. Yeah. That guy. I think he has like four copies of uh, number one. Yeah. Print. 9.8 graded, like ridiculous. Oh, he yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. say, does he want to get married? <laughs> yeah, he, he let me in this group and it was um, uh, like collectibles, 500 bucks and up. Right. So it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's absurd. Like the, the type of stuff. It's hard to afford any of the stuff he has. It's ridiculous. He's like, all right, here's one of my cheap ones. It's like, oh, wow. That's like $4,400. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And it's, it's, <laughs> and it's all like good stuff. You're, I'm like, oh my God, that's like the first appearance of this person. He's like, oh yeah. Yeah, did, you, like, did you see his recent collection of crows? No, I have not. No, the Joe A. Barr book. Wow. Oh, James O'Barr. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, like, uh, don't get me wrong. I have the uh, the special edition, like graphic novel signed by him and stuff. But I has, do as well. You know, he um, Greg he was everywhere in the 90s. So it's like you could get that. But man, those original books are just he lives, like crazy he lives right by us. Like he lives in Michigan and he's always at the cons around here. He'll be at the pop fest. I'm sure again, Yeah. but um, I think he got the uh, first print, second print, third print, multiple copies. And his first print, I think is like a 9.6 of the grow. And that's not a cheap book either. I mean, no, like, definitely not first print, you know, Wow. But you know, that that's a guy who wrote and drew his stuff. Yeah. He's amazing, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know anyone who was collecting comics back in like say 1996 that was not either aware of that book or had like a copy. It was, it was just like, uh, it was like required reading and everyone had a copy that someone's like, Hey, you got to check this out. So you're like, Oh, the movie's coming out. Oh, I want to check that book out. So I got so many copies of that movie, man. Yeah, this is a, like still the best soundtrack that there's ever been for movie. At least I, 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 I will die by that. In fact, the the cures burn is still one of my favorite songs. I'm listening to it in my head right now. <laughs> 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 that and the the Ghost Rider by Henry Rollins and all that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could I could go off on another you know right. tangent on that. So it, it's but, one of the best soundtracks. So it's like right there next to uh, Ninja Turtles number two, which is another one I have. You yeah, you did tell me that you have that. Um, so besides besides the Ninja Rap by Vanilla Ice, what else is on that? 
nothing there good. There were some good songs on that. Uh, on the I second don't one, I, 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 I'm all about the first one with like spin that wheel and stuff, and yeah. you know, this is what we do. You know, um, partners in crime. CNC Yo. Music Factory had a good song on that one. Did they really? Yeah, I had it on. I had it on tape. I used to listen to it all the time, but I can't remember what it all is on there now. CNC got, Music all, Factory is like. All the cassettes. So CC Music Factory is like the ultimate workout music of the 90s. You know, and uh, I don't know, it's like just like with the tempos and everything, you're like, yep, good vibration. You know, it's like, well, I guess that's that's Marky Mark, but still, it's like, I don't think, I'm trying to think because, like, I don't, like, there wasn't a lot of songs on that one to begin with, but like, the the Ninja Rap was like the one that I personally listened to a lot. It was definitely probably like my introduction to rap music, but I mean, <laughs> it, <laughs> like I think that there's like maybe ten songs on that one. I don't was I don't think CNC Music Factory was on there though. I'm almost positive they were. Well, I know they just released a uh, like a, a vinyl pressing of this with like Toka and Razor on the front. So I, I've seen that. Like Kevin Eastman's been selling that signed, and, and I think it's in like Mutagen Green or something for for the Secret of the Ooze. I actually I got I got the uh, the set list right here. So okay. uh, Ninja Turtles two, and this is the uh, there's only ten tracks. There's Awesome by Ya Kid K. Um, there's the Ninja Rap by Vanilla Ice. Find the Key to Your Life by Kathy Dennis and David Morales. Move by Tribal House. That's your conscious or consciousness by Dan Hartman. This world by Magnificent V, Creatures of Habit by Spunkadelic, Back to School by Fifth Platoon, Cowabunga by Orchestra on the Half Shell, and Toka and Razar, the Monster Mix uh, Orchestra on the Half Shell. That's it. I would be absolutely shocked if any of you have seen any of them live. Um, I, I. My first uh, introduction to Ninja Turtles is actually being at and then uh, having um, I have the VHS still of them, but my dad took me to it was the uh, coming out of their shells tour. That would be this, correct? Um, the coming out of their shells. My case it looks different. My case is almost holographic. Oh, nice. I actually, and um, Josh actually got this from our good friend uh, Steve at Retro Red Octopus. He sent this over to me. So. <laughs> Uh, so that move song, I think, is the one I was thinking of. Oh, was it? Yeah, I'm kind of listening to it right now. It, that's it. Sounds like <laughs> I'll have to play a clip of it um, on this one. I'll, I'll find a, a little clip I, of that just so everyone can have some I can perspective. Play it right now, go, go yeah. for it. Yep. Yep. This sounds like them. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely got that CNC Music Factory vibe to it. Right. Yeah. Late '90s Michael Jackson too, kind of. Yep. In there, you know, yeah. and, and I was like nine or ten or whenever that came out. I wouldn't have known the difference. I thought right. Rasta Man was a good song on the Vanilla Ice CD. So don't <laughs> look at me for good taste. That was <laughs> a good CD back in the day. I actually I liked most of the songs on that. I don't know if I still like them, but I mean, fourth, <laughs> fourth grade Justin would tell you that it was a good, it was a good B side, and be like, "Yeah, Rasta Man it was a good song." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I remember that one and none of the others of the the Vanilla Ice one, but you know, I can't be a bastion of good taste on absolutely everything. But I'm like, well, he was in Turtles; he can't be completely bad. So, yeah. 
I will love him forever just because of that, honestly. It, um, any love for the Turtles 3 soundtrack with Tarzan Boy? I don't think there's much love for the Turtle 3 movie soundtrack. I, I like that movie. Maybe not the soundtrack, but I like that movie. I don't care. Really? I, I didn't oh, really yeah. care for that one, to be honest oh, yeah. with you. It's got I, its I, moments, man. You know, like it's not horrible. Don't get me wrong, but like the the changing of the costumes, like it, even at a young age, bothered me. Yeah. Well, they changed yeah. it. They changed them in all three movies, didn't they? A little bit. They changed, yeah, yeah. from the second, then into the third too. Yeah. Yeah. One, then, I mean, yeah. like one to two is like there's there's not as big of a change. Like right, they're a little more cool. You know, they, they yeah. fully changed by three. Yeah. You know, there's there's, there's no hints in afterwards. Like, that's why. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they got lighter throughout the throughout the process. They were really light, like compared to the first one. I mean, I mean, the first one was obviously dark, but the third one they were they were really light, and they had a bunch of you could see a lot of dots on them. It almost the reminded me of the uh, coming out of their shells tour. The way those costumes mm-hmm. were, it's like more similar to number three. I think I think that's the same uh, sculpt or mold that they started using. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I found out that the turtles could sing, and I've been in love since. <laughs> yeah, and apparently Shredder and Splinter can sing too. So you know, was that that Skipping Stone song? Oh my god, I'll never. <laughs> I've seen that movie so many times; it's ridiculous. I've watched it just the once, actually. That's just the only once? time I've seen oh, it. Man. Yeah, just once. So remember, remember way back, you and I were going to do a thing, and <laughs> I watched it for that. And it just never kind of panned out. That was the only time I've ever seen it. Oh, did I introduce you to it? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, oh I was aware God. of it, but I had never actually seen it. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, <laughs> it's not horrible, It is what it is. It's. It's. It's actually yeah. not. You know, it's. I can see why kids would have liked it. So. Right. You know, right. And maybe I would have liked it back then. I. I have no idea. So. I loved it when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, going back to everything, because now we're going to shift back to hardcore horror, you know, um, so just uh, for everything there, um, I wanted to ask, do you guys have the websites for the Kickstarters so we could uh, get get folks directed over to there? Um, yeah, Josh, you want to go first? Uh, Your Kickstarter is not up yet, but I'm sure you got the links and stuff. Yeah, I mean, not, I mean, I, not in front of me, but I can get them for sure. <laughs> All right, no worries. All right, well, I, I will post them. I will post a link uh, in the show notes and all that. So since, right. you know, it's an audio show, you know, folks will be able to see it. So you like, check them out here. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so I've actually made my link super easy. I mean, you can just look up Tales of Shock and Terror issue number one, first off on Kickstarter. That's, it, it's pretty simple. But if you don't want to do that, you can go and head over to talesfromthepodcast.com. Scroll down. All those little pictures of the Kickstarter images are actually links click any of those pictures is going to take you right over to the kickstarter go ahead buy that 70 dollar dealer incentive thing um it's the best deal there is and uh you know you get christmas presents for the rest of your family it's, it's a it's a great thing to do i like that it's it's very practical and um you know whose who's family can't use uh four covers i mean come on there's well, one for with, everyone there with that dealer incentive you're getting four of all four covers i mean you could spread it out throughout the family i mean like i said christmas shopping treat. all done one time trick or treat. <laughs> yeah yeah you know if, if you really want to yeah I'm, I'm down for it get two of them i mean if you got a lot of <laughs> trick-or-treaters you probably want to get a couple of those dealer mm-hmm. incentive rates i mean realistically you're going to save the most money with it and they'll okay. be signed they'll yeah. be signed now officially yes yes they will is, what's the difference on that like do you have to 
um, do anything different for sign? Like just when they come back or cause I, I would, I would think you'd want to sign them anyway. Right. Well, I mean, um, basically any of them that are going to be sold through the Kickstarter, cause we're not going to sign every book. We're only going to be signing the ones that are through the Kickstarter, but um, you know, we did uh, two of our stretch goals was me signing one of them and then our publisher and editor, Josh Neal is signing it. So perfect. Um, we we did it guys. that way because we live close to each other and it's easy for us to transfer the stuff and not have to pay a ridiculous amount of shipping and, you know, have to go through any of the risks of uh, shipping it to the other people involved and ruining the books either. Yeah. So the the that, fewer amount of times bad. they're touched. I mean, that's where you go like almost automatically down to a 9.8, you know, and, and there's so very few perfect Ooh. 10 books out there. So I've never seen a perfect 10 book. I have tried like, like we talked about, you know, having my stuff graded, like I've like, took it right, you know, from the shipping box, put bagged and boarded, put it in a freaking top loader, you know, and sent it to them and still haven't got a 10. So it's like, geez. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've seen very few, I think, um, I don't know, Eric, I, I know we were looking at one maybe like a week or two ago, right? Someone had a perfect yeah. 10 book. Was it CGC yeah, or was that other yeah. company? It was, uh, I think that was big country comics had it, right? Uh, no, um, actually, uh, one of the guys in Columbus that I've been helping uh, get uh, uh, Ronins for, he actually got like one of the rarest medals from okay, the yeah. artist uh, Kankuka, uh, which there's only like one of one of these like medals that are made and he got them from Singapore. And um, it's signed in Remark and he got a perfect 10. Crazy. That's that's just crazy. But with with the metal covers, I mean, I happen to have one right here, so it's like you, I could see that happening because it's like just like it said, like the cover is a piece of sheet metal. That's like a thin piece. So, mm-hmm. right, yeah. yeah, you're not gonna get any of the oils from your hands or anything on it. Oh, I'm never opening this book in my life. That's just well, you know happen. what I mean. Though, like, yeah. if, <laughs> even if you do, like, you just use like some stainless steel polish on it and just get it right back to new. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to still even open it though. So, but it's it's cool. Yeah. I've seen I've seen some before that are made with glass or some that are made with carbon fiber and like they're they're trying like all different kinds of stuff. And glass is just like that's crazy. But still, you're gonna take as much care with a graded book as you can. So it makes sense that if it's glass, you know, there you go. So, but um, right. with that, guys, uh, I want to make sure that everybody knows where to find you on social media and all that. I, I don't want to keep you any longer. It's just um, I know Josh's got another interview. So um, where can folks find you on social media? And um, also, can you just uh, mention um, about the podcast where folks can find your podcast there, JB? Um, all of my links are available at talesfromthepodcast.com. Every picture you see, if you want to listen on audio, and you uh, you know, the Apple link is the Apple picture. Every picture is a link to that you know, form of uh, audio and then scrolling down a little bit more, you'll see like the Instagram picture, the Facebook picture, the group picture. Those are all Facebook links, Instagram links, Twitter links straight to every single account. So it's simple, easy. I made it. I mean, I, I couldn't have made it any easier for anybody to find me. Um, the, you can check out the podcast. We do live shows every Friday night. I'm not sure the date that this is dropping, but um, this week, uh, which I believe uh, March 4th, uh, the day, that um, Turkey Sharks 2 Kickstarter is launching. Josh Neelis is going to be on as we talk about the Tales from the Crypt episode, House of Horror, which would be pretty fun. But like I said, every other Friday, um, check in for a Tales from the Crypt episode. Uh, alternating Fridays, we do a horror film, and it's a lot of fun. Now about you, Josh? Where can folks find you? 
Okay, so you got to log into OnlyFans, right? And it's a little cryptic. <laughs> uh, they they do have an option for that, so you could like you could put out like yeah. ASMR video or something like whatever you wanted to do. Like I'll, there is a venue for it. Yeah, I'll do the tuck and be like, "You want to buy my comic?" <laughs> um, but honestly, put that uh, lipstick on. Yep, yep. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, cutthroatcomics.com. I mean, we are on uh, Facebook, obviously, Twitter, Instagram, um, newly on TikTok, as JB is. Um, so you can look up Tales of the Podcast or Cutthroat Comics on kick, or, uh, TikTok. Uh, Snapchat, I mean, it, it, just Google Cutthroat Comics and just click all of them. Just all of them. Cool. That sounds great. Um, Eric, anywhere that you want the folks to find you? You can find me on Facebook. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, Eric's, Eric's over there running the IDW Ninja Turtles uh, group yep. and Epic Shells. You find him there. Myself, you can find me. Um, you can find me in Epic Shells, the Facebook group. Otherwise, look up pretty much every everywhere you can find podcasts now. You can find Epic Tales from the Sewers. Uh, big thank you to my guests, uh, JB from Tales of the Podcast and uh, Josh Neelis from Cutthroat Comics. I want to thank everybody, and uh, we will be right back with uh, your pizza recipe. Bye. Thank you. Hi, this is Adam, a.k.a. Casey Jones from Casey Jones Livewire, and you're listening to Epic Tales from the Sewers. Time for a knuckle sandwich, punk. It's pizza time. And now in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you pizza time. Hey everyone, today's pizza time is called Donnie's Choctato Chip Experiment. Donnie's always in his lab, tinkering away until he comes up with something excitedly unexpected. With this experiment, he learned that melted chocolate and potato chips are a match made in pizza heaven. One is smooth, the other is salty, and together they make one powerful team. Ingredients. Cornmeal or flour for dusting. Extra virgin olive oil for greasing. One pound ball pizza dough, homemade or store-bought. One tablespoon of unsalted butter, melted. One half cup chocolate hazelnut spread. One fourth cup of M&Ms. One fourth cup of dark or semi-sweetened chocolate chips. Small bag of plain salted potato chips. Instructions. You can use either a baking stone or a steel pizza peel. Place your baking stone on the middle rack of the oven and preheat to 500 degrees Fahrenheit for at least 30 minutes. Dust a pizza peel or inverted baking sheet with cornmeal or flour. On a baking sheet, preheat the oven to 500 degrees Fahrenheit with a rack in the middle position. Lightly coat with heavy-duty rimmed baking sheet with olive oil. Step 1. Stretch or roll the dough onto a 12-inch disc and place it on the prepared pizza peel or baking sheet. Use your fingers to make dimples all over the dough. This will prevent it from bubbling up in the oven. Step 2. Brush the dough with butter, then shimmy it from the peel onto the hot baking stone and transfer to the baking sheet to the oven. Step 3. Bake until just the crust is golden, 5 to 7 minutes on the baking stone, or 10 to 12 minutes on the baking sheet. Step 4. Remove the crust from the oven. Step 5. Scoop the chocolate hazelnut spread onto the crust and smooth it out evenly using a spatula or the back of a spoon. Step 6. Top it with M&M's, chocolate chips, and potato chips, then return the pizza to the oven. Step 7. Bake for about 2 minutes or until the chocolate just begins to melt. Step 8. Remove the pizza from the oven, slice, and serve. This has been Donnie's Choctato Chip Experiment. Cowabunga, dudes!
Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, Mirage Studios, IDW Studios, Archie Comics, or Nickelodeon Studios. This podcast is a member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Check out thedorkening.com for other podcasts. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper and Eric Will. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting.